Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and of course, uh, this week, we'll jump right into our conversation and learn about an innovative student residency called RISE. And what I'd like to do is uh, uh, introduce a couple of uh, or three of my guests today. I've, uh, I want to welcome back to the show Sandra Fujiyama. She's from PACE, the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship. We got Michael Lamb from Hunt uh, Companies. And of course, we got John Han from UH Foundation. I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having us, Bert. Yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe we'll do some quick introductions. Uh, and, and I'll start with Sandra. So what do you what do you do at PACE? I mean, you you're part of the Scheidler School of Business and and I know I've, I've had you on a couple of times uh, talking about all the cool projects you're doing over at PACE. And so tell me, what, is, uh, what would you like to describe your job as? So I'm the executive director at PACE. And although we are in the Shiver College of Business, we are an entrepreneurship center mm-hmm. that's open to every student at all 10 campuses of the university system. So we welcome students that have any idea and they want to figure out what to do with it. So we are here to give them the resources, the support, the funding in order to take that idea and bring it to life. And you recently had a uh, student kind of uh, uh, contest, right? Entrepreneur contest. I mean, and it's kind of an annual event. Uh, yes. Yeah. We just had a UH Venture competition um, in May. Yes. That's great. And um, well, maybe on another opportunity, we'll have uh, some of those. We can feature some of those teams, but... Uh, I know I, I wasn't able to make it because of uh, some travel, but but I'm I always look forward to that uh, event. It's always a fun event. Yeah, we'd love to have our students showcase. They're doing great, really great work. Great, and of course, uh, why don't uh, Michael Lamb from Hunt? What do you what do you, what do you do at Hunt? Hi, um, I, uh, I I'm here at Hunt Development. We're based here uh, in Honolulu. We are. Um, We've been here in Hawaii for over 20 years, um, and we primarily focused on uh, multifamily and public-private partnership projects. Uh, so some of the things that we do here that are worth noting, we're the second largest multifamily owner here in Hawaii, um, and we're working on RISE, which is a public-private partnership project, mm-hmm. and also building um, a, a VA clinic out in Copley right now currently. Great, great. And... Um I'll go over to John Han from UH Foundation. What do you what do you do over at the UH Foundation? Bert, uh, thanks for having us. Um, I oversee the uh, the operations and finance for University of Hawaii Foundation, and you know a lot of the uh, the public institutions has a uh, fundraising entity that supports university, and it goes beyond uh, just raising private support for the university, but also working on very uh, exciting projects like RISE. Now, Sandra, you know, you've been, you've been on the job over there for how many years? About a year and a half. A year and a half. And, you know, the RISE project actually has been going on for at least uh, about maybe five years. Can you, you want to start off on, on how the idea for RISE really came about and, and maybe what, uh, and, and you're welcome to kind of like, uh, Hand it over to, to to John or you know whoever you feel might be appropriate in terms of telling us the sort of the 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 journey that the the whole rise uh, construction has undergone over the last five years. 
Yeah, so I would just really quickly say that, you know, RISE is an innovation center surrounded by a student housing complex, Mm -hmm. and it's going to open in August, so less than two months. And you're right, it's been five years in the making, and I think, you know, it might be best if John at the foundation gives us a little bit of history on that since they're the ones that own the land. Sounds good. John? Yeah, uh, sure. You know, when the Atherton YMCA building on Metcalf and University uh, went on the market, I think back in 2016, you know, the UH leadership, the YMCA and the UH Foundation Board recognized the value of this historic building has for UH, uh, the students, and our uh, community. So initially what we were hoping to do was uh, convert, renovate and convert uh, the room rooms and add about 50 beds to uh, student housing mm-hmm. uh, inventory. But we quickly realized that that wasn't so easy to do. So, you know, our leadership regrouped and, you know, um, uh, made the idea even bigger and said, you know what, let's, let's uh, start this from scratch and do a P3, public-private partnership. Uh, that's when we partnered with Mike Lamb and the uh, Hunt Development Group, and, you know, they were just really experienced um, and enhancing the resources that we had at the uh, UH in terms of uh, uh, expertise around uh, uh, real estate development, financing, design, and all that goes into uh, uh, what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great kind of recap. And and Mike, when when the UH uh, folks. And I'm not sure if it was just the UH Foundation or the university uh, itself uh, approached you. I mean, do you know what it was that kind of moved it from let's renovate the Atherton to, you know, let's do something bigger and more, um, uh, let's say, brand new? Yes. uh, The foundation had actually gone out to market uh, to solicit proposals from private developers Mm -hmm. on the opportunity um, to be the private developer um, for the uh, Atherton site. And we were, you know, uh, when we read through the RFP, it was um, it was actually really compelling. And, and, you know, we I think we said it in the presentation, we really applauded the foundation and the university for um, really thinking outside of the box. But, um, uh, you know, they had come, come to the street with a vision of basically this innovation center. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, really giving um, not only universities but you know um, our 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 home state here uh, an innovation center you know anchored by you know a top research university combined with student housing we just thought it was such a smart um, and innovative uh, project and it's something that we really wanted uh, to be a part of so we knew what it was um, and in fact the mission and and the and the vision of the of the project really kind of drove us to really um, you know, p- compete hard, and, and obviously, very fortunate to have been selected um, as the university and the foundation's partner. Ah, that's that's really great, and and uh, you know, John, when it came to really v- having uh, a vision for what this facility would do, how was uh, how was the leadership, I guess, coming together to create that shared vision? Was it was it some key individuals? I mean, what was it that really uh, spark that big thinking. Yeah, I think 
you know, definitely our uh, board of trustees uh, saw more potential than, you know, um, others, if you will, as what we can do with the, uh, the property mm-hmm. and want to address the shortage of uh, student bed uh, housing inventory at UH Manoa. But the inspiration really came from uh, Susan Yamada, who is on the PACE board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she saw this vision of uh, students living, uh, working together, and having, as she would say, like uh, um, opportunistic collisions at 1 o'clock in the morning to talk through their ideas and building a facility that will allow our students to you know, collaborate uh, and have the technology and the equipment in the building uh, to make their ideas uh, uh, into reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I do want to uh, ask a question about, is this something that is unique to Hawaii, or are you seeing examples of this pop up uh, elsewhere across the country? But before we get to that, uh, I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back at this uh, short break to continue our conversation with Sandra Fujiyama from Pace. We got Michael Lamb from Hunt and John Han from the UH Foundation. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the residence for innovative student entrepreneurs. And we've got as guest here, Sandra Fujiyama from Pace, Michael Lam from Hunt, and John Han from the UH Foundation. Right before the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, this sort of vision that, that uh, the leadership at UH had for creating this innovation, innovative space for student entrepreneurs. And, and Sandra, was, was there um, examples of this from elsewhere, or is this something very unique to, to Hawaii? So we got our inspiration from LaFon Studios. So that's at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. They're the first university that created this live, learn, work community. And so we were able to visit them multiple times to, to see what they were doing, to see that this hub of innovation that they created um, and the executive director there was incredibly open with us um, at UH, and he shared his playbook with us um, so that we could provide this opportunity to our students um, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for us, right, it's, it's a first-of-its-kind facility in Hawaii, and it's only one of a handful across the U.S. So we're really bringing this innovative idea to Hawaii, and there are not many other universities that have this. Wow, that's, that's terrific. Now, Mike, from a P3 standpoint, what is it that, <clears throat> what is it that Hunt uh, is responsible for? I mean, I can see where UH Foundation uh, could provide some money, but I think uh, you are more or less in the, in the finance business to see how you can fund uh, this whole operation. And, and maybe, uh, you know, while you're, you know, sort of answering what the P3, how it functions, um, how do you see getting a return on that that sort of investment? Sure. Um, so in this public-private partnership or this P3, uh, we are the private partner, um, and we were tasked with uh, not only um, designing but also entitling it 
um, and permitting, getting the permitting necessary, and then financing and then building uh, the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our responsibility, um, and, and that was what the foundation and the university had tasked us with. Um, so, we, you know, we, we have been um, working hand-in-hand with, with John and, and the university for the past five years um, in, in all of those aspects, and, and as Sandra has, uh, has shared, you know, we're really excited to be um, open come this August um, uh uh, to allow the first um, residents, the first students to move in. Our responsibility um, on the financing side was really basically um, putting together um, what, you know, basically uh, coming, to, coming to the foundation and providing how the project would be built and how it would be financed. And our, you know, there's many different ways um, you, can, you can go about financing these type of projects, mm-hmm. but we, uh, we went the way of basically... Um, uh, um, uh, proposing that this would be a, a bond finance, both you know taxable and, and tax exempt bonds, and, and that's how the project was um, financed. In terms of the returns, um, you know, uh, ultimately um, the revenues, uh, the net revenues from you know the, the rent collected from the project, you know, primarily the student housing, is used to pay to service the bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then residual cash flows go uh, go to the foundation as the owner of the property. Uh, our our financial, um, uh, uh, I, uh, I guess, our participation or, or what how we are paid is we're we're paid a fee um, as a developer. But in terms of ongoing revenue sharing or anything, that's specific, that that all flows to the foundation. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Now, now, Sandra, you know. This has been in the works for five years, and you know there's a um, a lot of I think collaboration amongst uh, various departments that might be involved. I mean, what is it that you see uh, happening in terms of how the rest of the university might might you know be a part of the the programmatic aspect you know of Rise? Right. So at Utah, they brought in every college and department on their campus mm-hmm. and wanted all of their students to participate in the experience that um, the Fon Studios had to offer. And so we want the same thing here um, at RISE. Um, it turns out that we already are taking applications and have folks that have signed leases to live at RISE, and we've got students from every single college and department that have signed leases. So that's what we were hoping for, and that's what we've got already. Um, so we're really excited to see that we're going to get this diverse set of students to come in and live together and connect and build relationships because it's really that um, diverse set right, of skills that is needed to solve challenges and really build ideas. So that's what we're looking for. We're working with faculty who want to have their classes at RISE. Um, we're working with um, folks from computer science that want to put on lunch and learn sessions. Mm-hmm. So there are many ways for the different departments to get involved with us and to get their students involved so they can all be a part of this and take advantage of all of the resources that are going to be at RISE. So PACE is going to be there. Um, we will have more than 10,000 square feet of innovation space. So it'll be co-working space, a classroom, 
two maker spaces, incubation space, a recording studio. So really everything um, a student will need to take their idea and really bring it to life, whether that's building a prototype or working with their team on the idea or, you know, practicing their presentation and their pitch skills. Mm-hmm. So they'll have access to all of that, um, as well as, right, for those that are, are lucky enough to live there, um, they can do that 24-7. And, and so, uh, um, Mike, when you, when, you know, in terms of building the building, did you take into consideration all these sort of innovation, innovative spaces? Yes, uh, you know, I think we um, we definitely looked at a lot of examples across the country and, and around the world. Um, and, you know, I think we, uh, we were definitely challenged with the small footprint. I think the total size of the property is a little less than, the, little, little less than an acre. Oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, what we thought was, you know, that that challenge in itself was actually potentially an asset insofar as, you know, we're looking at creating these, um, this community where, you know, you, you can encourage that type of activity that Sandra had um, described. And, you know, the intimacy of the project, I think, will actually be one of its greatest strengths because you'll have, you know, students from all walks of life uh, be able to come into the building and just be um, uh, accessible to each other, but also accessible to, you know, the, the wonderful um, infrastructure that, you know, and programming that PACE has um, for the project. Um, and so, you know, we, we constantly were trying to think what we, you know, we basically had, uh, you know, some confinements within the project, but I think we worked around it and really uh, had, you know, uh, the students at the, the top of our mind when trying to um, think about, you know, how we can make the space really attractive for them and how we can encourage the type of um, collaboration um, that, you know, is in line with the vision of the project. Mm-hmm. Now, Sandra, you mentioned, you know, innovation, innovative spaces. You have co-working, you've got maker spaces. Like in a makerspace example, are you going to uh, furnish, I guess, the equipment for the makerspace and, and have people on staff that can support you know, the activities that take place in a makerspace? Yes, we are furnishing the makerspaces. So they will be fully equipped with um, the equipment. We will provide consumables. Um, and then we're going to have our students help us activate the space. Mm-hmm. So we have what we're, we've called our PACE Leaders Program. So we're scholarshipping more than 50 students to come in and help us not, not only run the makerspace, but run a number of our other programs at PACE. So the students will come in. They're going to help us design and shape the programs that we offer, and that includes the makerspace. So it's putting on programs so that students can learn how to use the machines and be able to use them themselves, right? So it's students training students. Um, and really, we want them. They're, they're closest to their peers, right? And so we really want them to help us activate the space, mm-hmm. figure out what the other students are interested in, and bring them in. Well, you know... Um I, I do want to get a little bit more into some of the, the programs and, you know, what students might be involved in as far as the teams when they reside at the, you know, at the uh, facility. Uh, but we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back of this short break to continue our conversation with Sandra Fujiyama from PACE, uh, Michael Lamb from Hunt, and John Hahn from the UH Foundation. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you just uh, are just joining us, we're talking about the Residents for Innovative Student Entrepreneurs with Sandra Fujiyama from Pace, Michael Lamb from Hunt, and John Hahn from the UH Foundation. And right before the break, you know, there's uh, Sandra was telling us about the uh, makerspace and the opportunity for a lot of students to really kind of get creative and, and explore some of the ways that uh, maybe new ideas could form companies. Now, I wanted to ask, <laughs> I wanted to ask John, John, does uh, the UH Foundation get a chance to like maybe take some ownership in any of the startups that come out of uh, Rise? No, we don't have <laughs> I didn't uh, think so. <laughs> uh, that arrangement. You know, our role at the uh, the foundation is uh, uh, to support the university in a- any way we can, and primarily through um, raising private support, but mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. through creative projects like uh, Rise. Mm-hmm. Now, Sandra, you know. Obviously, you're looking at creating startups. You're looking at uh, contributing to that whole, you know, the whole startup ecosystem. Are you looking for any particular type of startup? Is it any business that could result from coming, you know, getting maybe uh, incubated and nurtured through presence at Rise? Or are you looking at the tech sector, any particular sector that you might want to emphasize? So at the moment, we're you know sector agnostic. Mm-hmm. We really want to support any student. I think we can't stress it enough that we're not just looking for business students. We want any student, any student that you know has an idea that is creative and that really just wants to figure out what to do with it. How do they create change? How do they impact Hawaii? We want them all to come in um, and explore and brainstorm and figure out how to take that idea to the next step. And so that could be creating a business. That's what, you know, we do in our UH Venture Competition. Mm-hmm. But it really could be, like, how do we create impact in the community? And we want to teach our students how to be resourceful and resilient and solutions-oriented. And so part of that is what we call the entrepreneurial mindset. So we're really trying to teach our students, students about the entrepreneurial mindset and to create, you know, obtain those soft skills mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have that tool set so that they can either – start their own business if they'd like, or they can join an existing business, like a local company, and, you know, hit the ground running when they're there. So we're really on this educational mission, and so we don't want to be limited to students that just want to start businesses. We have programs for students that really just want to explore and really, you know, gain those skills Mm -hmm. to positively contribute wherever they might land. So, Michael, you you mentioned... uh Originally, with the Atherton, it was looking at, you were looking at maybe 50, 50 beds. I mean, how many, what's the resident size now at RISE? Yeah, so we have, um, it's a, in total, I think, approximately 118,000 square feet of, of a project. Um, and then um, what we've done with this project is we repurposed the, the landmark um, Charles Atherton building um, and into basically the the, lot, the grand lobby for the entire space. And then up on the second and third floors, um, the UH Foundation will, will be um, moving their, their offices there. Oh, um, okay. On, wrapped around that building will be basically the two residential wings, one Malka, one Makai wing. Mm-hmm. And 
inside those will be uh, um, student dorms for 373 students, and then we do have a counselor in residence as well on, on property. So in total, 374 residents will be there. Wow, that's a big. That's a that's a six times the amount that you had earlier. Yes, yes, and you know I think you know part of that was driven uh, by kind of a nice um, combination of what was. Uh, you know, what was the total amount of students we could uh, get in the space? You know, obviously, uh, also partially driven by revenue. You know, uh, we did need to, um, and then also uh, in consideration of, you know, uh, making good livable space for, for for these students. So it was kind of, you know, balancing all of that. And then, you know, not to mention you know, other important stakeholders like the community and, and what they wanted in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, their concerns about the height and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of things that went into kind of uh, um, putting together and, and, uh, and taking into consideration everyone's input. Uh, and so that's what we, you know, I think the, the final the final result will be, will be um, a uh, um, improvement to the area. Um, obviously, I'm a bit biased, but, you know, we definitely did want to um, be good stewards of the land and, and, and uh, be good, Community participants as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. And uh, Sandra, you know, is there a profile of student you're you're particularly looking for? I mean, what what would be the kind of the how would you describe a student that would take residence at Rise? So we're looking for people that really are passionate, um, those that take initiative. You know, it could be in creativity, it could be in innovation, or it could be people that are looking to solve challenges, right? It's really all of that. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to exclude folks. We want to include them, right? We want, we're welcoming people. We want people that have that mindset to come in and be a part um, of this unique opportunity that we're providing at the RISE facility. Are you, are you um, having an application process? As, do people have to go through an interview with, with you know, uh, let's say, a selection committee? Not to live at the facility. You just have to apply, uh-huh. um, yeah, and express your interest. So there is a question on the application, you know, what is your interest in creativity, in innovation, in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. in leadership? Um, and that's it. So you, you, you have to, but you have to determine via the answer whether the passion is, is actually, uh, you know, embedded in that, in that student. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're hoping to build this community of students, right, of like-minded students that really are uh, mission-driven mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we want to create change and want to create impact. So that's what we're hoping for. So we can bring them all together in one place so that they can build relationships and build teams and really go out there and create change for Hawaii. So in terms of the teams, they don't have to really have a team before coming in. They can just come in as an individual. Uh, you know, they could be local students, local students uh, graduating from high school looking at, you know, their first college experience. Yes, we're hoping we get as many local students as we can. You know, we're creating this in Hawaii. We want our local students to know that we want them to be a part of this. We want, we're providing this opportunity for them to showcase them, to showcase, you know, all of the innovation they have to offer. And we're just providing them with the resources to do that. So of the, of the 300-plus uh, beds uh, that are currently available, how many are already full? How, what are you looking for? You want people to go in and start the applying, or are you already you know, booked out? So we're still looking for people to apply, and what's really wonderful is we have this great community of supporters that have donated money to us 
So we have more than $500,000 worth of scholarships oh, wow. to give to students that want to live at Rice. Okay, so where can people go to uh, check out that application? So they should go to uh, the website, which is rise.hawaii.edu, and they can find all the information there about how to apply and how to look for scholarships. Sounds good. Sandra Fujiyama is the Executive Director of PACE. Michael Lamb is the Senior VP of Development for Hunt Companies, and John Hahn is the Chief Financial Officer from the UH Foundation. I want to thank them all for joining us today, and thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll reprise a show about Mana Up. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. Our engineers, David Chong, can catch us, on eight, catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe, you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.